Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Anthony Manchiel on the line. Anthony, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am awesome. Really looking forward to this conversation because it's something of interest to me and a lot of my listeners. But why don't you share a little bit about you and then we'll dive into the conversation. Sure. No problem. Yeah. So Anthony Mongello, I have a long corporate career before I jumped into being an entrepreneur. So 20 plus years in uh, the corporate world, working for commercial property casualty insurance companies, global organizations like AXA, Excel. Um, And so went from a pretty conservative uh, industry, a conservative career to jumping into entrepreneurship in a brand new bleeding edge environment. So it's been fun. In that environment is non-fungible tokens or NFTs. And see, I I know what they are. Uh, But some (laughs) of my listeners may only notice NFTs or or, you know, there's always these acronyms in the world that no one really knows what it stands for. But uh, it, it's important for people, as we said in the pre-show conversation, to understand what NFTs are. I mean, yes, they're, they may be familiar with them of images and, and whatnot, but there's more to it than that. So what, what drove you to get involved in this? And obviously leaving... I don't want to say a comfortable career, but you know it's pretty consistent. Sure. Um, yes, there's ups stable. and downs in insurance and all that, and it's you know one of the stable things because people it doesn't matter, um, you know, recessions, inflation, all that stuff. People still need to be insured. So, um, what what drove you from that to you know diving into entrepreneur world, and then especially something that is um, a little bit more bombastic for a lack of a better term than the insurance industry. And I used to work in insurance a long time ago in IT. So I know, I know, I know the flavor. I know what it tastes like. So, you know, what, what drove you to do it? Yeah. So, so in, in the insurance world, I was very much responsible for strategy transformation. Um, so technology strategy, looking at change management, disruptive technologies. Um, so I've always been um, heavily involved in, in the tech space, um, at least from an insurance perspective. Um, but Specifically, I was, I was obviously we've been hearing about crypto for a while, um, and that's that's been out there, and it was never my thing. It's like, okay, digital currency sounds interesting, you know, wake me up when it's a reality kind of kind of deal, right? Um, so I wasn't, I'm not a speculative person at all. Uh, for me, you know, I, I when I invest, I always invest on value. Um, I stay away from the growth stuff, and so for me, it was it was always about um, practicality, um, and and digital currency just wasn't there yet, isn't there yet. Um, but I started hearing Mark Cuban, Gary V. I, I heard them talking about NFTs. And so for me, I was like, okay, I respect them. I respect them from a business perspective. You know, Mark Cuban, Gary V, you know, they they uh, capitalized on on uh, the internet in the dot-com days and and email marketing. Um, and and I saw I was like, okay, from just from a business perspective, I should probably pay attention to this if they are. Um, so I started looking into it a little bit more. And I, I always liked collectibles as a kid, you know, garbage pail kids and baseball cards and comic books. Um, so there was a little collectible aspect to it. And I was like, oh, look at these little images. That's that's interesting. So I opened up my laptop. I was like, oh, let me go buy a bunch of them, not knowing exactly how much they they were. I opened up my laptop and they're like $30,000 each. 
closed my laptop. <laughs> I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't for me. Um, and, but then I started hearing more and more about it, especially with Gary Vee. And he was talking about some of the practical aspects of it. And then he launched his own collection in May of 2021. And I, I, I bought in on that. And when I did, I didn't realize the, the, the community aspect that was associated with NFTs. And there was just a very robust and engaging community. And I was kind of blown away by that. I was like, wow, this is, this is something special here. All these people coming together with this kind of energy. Um, so I started getting more involved in other NFT projects, raised my hand and was volunteering my time. And then it struck me that a new business model was forming a business model where it wasn't, uh, it wasn't company and customers at arm's length with customer service departments and all this other stuff in between. You know, there was direct access between the people that were leading companies and the people that cared about the companies the most from the outside. And so I look at um, the, these communities, not quite as customers, they're not shareholders either, but they're certainly stakeholders. They're people that are invested in the brand, they're invested in, in, in the project, you know, and they want to they contribute and participate. And, and that seemed like a new business model to me. I've always led with culture and led with influence over authority. And this seemed like an extension of that from within the corporate walls to leading outside the corporate walls um, and, and really giving something, having the opportunity to create something special with people outside the company participating. Yeah, when you opened up your laptop and started seeing the prices, the images, you're thinking you weren't expecting to be looking at the price of you know Action Comics number one or Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Exactly. That's like let's put those back down. But but the thing of it is, what's so nice about this is a you know a new industry that is creating. And it's bringing in creative people to create. That's the one thing that I've noticed about this particular launch compared to the dot com. Yes, the dot com was creative, but it, it had its, you know, its structure. Even if it was kind of loose, it still had some structure to it that was mimicking the way we did things before, how businesses were launched, and all of that. Where this has been, let it create. And let it see, you know, let, let's be creative in the thoughts of what we can use this for when it comes to businesses and people being, you know, having amazing access to an organization, to contracts, to all the red tape that we normally have to deal with when it comes to executing a contract or buying a house or all this stuff. You know, the technology has made it easy for us to buy a home on our phone. You know, none of that you know, writer's cramp after signing, you know, this much paperwork on things. It's like you, you get it all squared away and it's like, okay, but then you're like, okay, well, how, how do I get the email? All right, well, here's this PDF. It could be edited and all this stuff where it's with NFTs and the technology, it's like it's a digital fingerprint in many cases. You know, and I guess we're, I definitely want people to go to, and I'll let you share about it in a minute. Understanding more on NFTs and the different 
technologies that exist today and we'll go forward a year from now you'll be adding more courses on that because there's going to be new ways of doing things and it's going to be and, and which, one of the things that we found too is um some of the the issues that are out there in in um, the rest of the world are are present within this space as well and so social engineering is uh is a huge risk factor for people in in the nft space you know but um taking a step back though just i think it's important for people to understand that nfts aren't aren't uh, magic. There's no magic in technology. Um, and at, at, at its core, NFTs are backed by a technology called blockchain. And all's blockchain is, is a public ledger. So it's a, it's, a, it's a ledger that keeps track of an alphanumeric string that identifies an asset called an NFT, a non-fungible token. That means there's one and only one of them on that blockchain. And then there's another alphanumeric string that is attached to your wallet, your digital wallet, and it says that you own that asset. Um, and the blockchain keeps track of all of those transactions and where that asset is transferred from one ownership to another. And the trick of it is that it's public so that anybody who, anybody who goes onto um, the blockchain can view who owns a particular asset at one, at what point. And so now if it's just this alphanumeric string, you know, what makes it so special? Well, you can attach additional data elements to that string an image being one of them. And so we see these images that are being traded for, for high values. But it, to me, it's no different than a VIN number on a car. You know, the VIN number is on your title, but then you have the other information, make, model, year, um, and NFTs are, are similar where they have this additional data called metadata attached to, the, to that token. Now, imagine your title of your car being an NFT. Well, today, DMV, Department of Motor Vehicle, is the ledger. It's the register. That's why you got to register your car. So they keep track of who owns what. So you've got to go to DMV every time you want to make a transaction or do something with your car. If it was on this public ledger, you and I, we can say, hey, I'll transfer this title to your wallet. You transfer me some money or whatever else. And that's the exchange. And it happens immediately. So it's, it's an instantaneous transaction without having to jump through the hoops of gatekeepers and intermediaries like the Department of Motor Vehicle, which we all love. Yes, uh, collectively, billions of hours of human existence have died at the DMV. And, and no offense to people that work for them. I actually have a neighbor that used to work for them. And um, and she's not the, she, she didn't fit the personality of what you typically see people in there. That's why I always found it weird that she worked there. But at the end of the day, it, it's it's utilizing technology, authenticating things so you know it's true and real. Uh, and being able to exchange things in a way that cuts out, as you said, a lot of the middle people, the red tape, all of that to make things easier, which then, again, makes it easier for us to conduct life and business and all kinds of different things in a variety of different components, whether it's from a collectible standpoint to validate, yes, this is an actual you know, autographed copy for example, of a magazine or a, this is an actual real existing thing that's been authenticated because it's on the blockchain. Anybody can go look at it. There's the address. Yep, there it is. And it, it cuts out a lot of the fraudulent things that unfortunately so many people get burned by. It does. And and I, I love the removing gatekeepers and intermediaries aspect of it. That's one of the things that 
hit one of my core values, which is to you know give power to the individual um, and and open up opportunity for everybody to be able to um, uh, execute and have those and have that flexibility, that freedom of of their assets. You think about even the social platforms, you know, Twitter or Instagram. You don't own your ID on there. You don't own your identity. That identity is within the Twitter platform. It's within the Instagram platform. Now, imagine if your digital identity, you start managing your digital identity on the blockchain and it's showing everything that you've you've done and accumulated um, within within an NFT. They're talking now about um, soulbound NFTs, you know, meaning NFTs that can't be bought or transferred or traded. Um, and so this is going to be a way for us to you know track our diploma, our marriage certificate, and all of these things that we accumulate through our life, we'll be able to you know, track readily available on the blockchain. So you don't have to worry about making sure it's in a fireproof safe, you know, because if it, the house goes, then, you know, how are you going to get all that important documentation back? Well, that's, you know, I think of, you know, for caregivers and people that are taking care of loved ones and loved ones pass and you're like, okay, where did they keep the will? Where, where's their documentation? You know, where's the information regarding who they owe money to as far as creditors and mortgage payments, car, all that stuff is just an absolute nightmare for people to deal with on top of the fact that, you know, they've lost a loved one, having this technology available where it's like, okay, let's go find that, you know, that sole footprint, as you mentioned, it's like, okay, here's mom's information and it's there. And it's like, okay, now we need to know, okay. And the technology will have it where we can say, okay, we can notify all the stakeholders and say, Mom has passed, and then that, of course, creates the next steps of all the things that need to be addressed according estate planning. All these and, things and automated too. Yeah, and automation. The contract part, you know, that's one of the the beauties of the NFTs. In addition to this metadata, NFTs have a smart contract tied tied to them, and all is a smart contract is is a is a set of code that is executed based on a transaction um, on, on that particular NFT. And all it's all automated. So you imagine this soul-bound token and you change the flag to deceased and it executes the transaction based on what was agreed in somebody's will. You know, that's the will right there. And all of those transactions just execute. So instead of having to go through this whole estate process, that smart contract that's agreed and signed by that person ahead of time um, it really just gets executed the way they wanted it to. Yeah, the mind just starts when I start thinking about all of the potential aspects of this. It, it's it's astronomical how much it could be done. And I think it boils down to, and I tell people this, you know, my word for this year is simplicity. And that's one of the things that this technology and the blockchain can provide is simplification of a lot of those hurdles that we had to deal with. And even in the onset of the pandemic, when people needed to get access to certain things and you couldn't, or it wasn't real easy to, and I, it was, I think expedited, you know, a lot of the thinking about this. Now it's all about the application going, okay, let's, let's get this set up and, and have it flow. And, Unfortunately, as humans, sometimes we complicate things where the blockchain can make it simpler. And sometimes we overcomplicate because we want to say, all right, we're going to do it. We've done it this way. It's like, why are we adding those extra 15 steps? 
it'll do it in two. And it's so it's just it, it's going to be an interesting dynamic to watch how this all progresses. It will, and it'll be a progression for sure because we're we're in that that pre um, you know dot com stage of 1997, 1998, where you know there's a lot of hype, uh, a lot of things are irrational and don't make sense, um, and and it'll take you know, people like, like ourselves who are building, you know, real businesses and real brands, um, that you, you have enough people that are building those real businesses and real brands that start to weave through some of the noise and the speculation. Um, and then people can start seeing real players and, and build the trust and the credibility. And that's one of the things that we wanted to um, lead with on the Bulls and Apes project. Um, when we started, it was education. And so we have an NFT 101 course that's free. Um, 30 minutes, 11, I think 11 modules, two to three minutes each. So very, very bite-sized consumable. Um, we hired professional actor, professional actress to, uh, to shoot, to shoot them. So it's well, well put together. We also have an NFT security course because one of the things that's, that's really important to know with NFTs and the blockchain is we say it's decentralized and we say there's no gatekeeper and there's no intermediary. And that sounds great to everybody, right? Oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. But it comes with significant responsibility because there's no 1-800 number to call if you make it if you transfer something to the wrong wallet it's gone you know it's it's whatever wallet that is that you transferred you own your asset you have full ownership and control over your assets um so it's really important that people understand the security around uh, managing their nfts and managing their assets on a, on a blockchain because there's no do-overs yeah, there's like you said, there's no toll free number to call and say I, I made a mistake and I just transferred my uh, my picture of this dog that uh, I bought and it's worth a million dollars and somebody just got a million dollar NFT and they're quite thankful for it and unless you know they are they feel oh wait a minute I didn't mean to get this you know they're like woohoo let's go and. You know, it's it, it, there's not well. You shouldn't get it's it's complete ownership, and it's like hand you know leaving your wallet somewhere and saying, okay, that'll be fine. No one's going to touch it. Well, someone may touch it, so it, it's a case that you got to. It's accountability, and I think that's one thing. I'm glad you did the security one because it's important for people to realize you got to you know no multitasking here. Well, if you're making a transfer. You know, like with crypto, they always tell you, it's like, if you're going to make a transfer, do a small one first, you know, <laughs> 10 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. And then it's like, you're going to be transferring a large amount. That's like, you know, maybe break it up a little bit. Cause you know, if you fat finger a number, it's like, oh, it's one number off. Yeah. It might as well be a million numbers off because it's not going where it's supposed to. No, and so, actually, we had a, we had a big, a big, uh, a big event on January 5th and had about 1.5 million in, in sales. And uh, I was the one responsible for moving it from the smart contract to our treasury wallet. And I was doing a dollar, a dollar. Okay, did it work? Did it work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's when you you were quite attentive. And oh, anybody, yeah. you know, pets, kids, people got mm -mm, phones off. You're like, mm -mm, no, no. I'm just, just look at this. And yeah, it, well, it's it's a big deal because you know it's, it, but it's important. But it's also freeing to be able to have that kind of control and and immediate access to things where you don't have to go through all the hoops for everything. So in closing, where do you see the space going in the next couple of years? I don't want to say five years because who knows what's going yeah, on in five years. years. But in the immediate, what I'm seeing as trends, so um, uh, the, the digital collectible aspect of it um, is is something that people are leaning more into. And, and 
having some gamification elements to collecting um, NFTs. Um, that's something that we're leaning heavy, heavy into. Um, one of the one of the other things that takes it, it takes that a step further is gaming. Um, I, I, I am certain I've got three daughters, 15, 11 and nine, and I've given a lot of money to Roblox um, and that stays there. Right. And, and you can imagine if those were NFTs and they were able to then take all of that work that they've done when they're bored with the game and then pass that along either to a younger cousin or a younger sibling or sell them. Um, as as NFTs and for people that you know want to have a leg up on on getting started with the game, um, so I, I think gaming is ripe for it. The other uh, we're seeing music um, pick up too, where new upcoming artists are sharing their original songs and building community around it, and and we're seeing artists build these communities of fans. You think about. Um, you know, garage bands that you've seen or local bands that you've seen at, at, at bars or at clubs, and you want to support them. Uh, imagine if they had NFTs and you could actually own part of their work. And what if they became on to become a, a, you know, a famous band and you owned one of their early recordings and you owned a piece of it? Um, that, that's, we're seeing that with uh, on the music side. So music NFTs, I think, are going to be a trend. Um, so for me, I think it's gaming um, and, and music are the two, the two trends over the next one to two years. Yeah, and those are both industries that get a ton of traction. And I think as a consumer, it's like, if I know, again, nothing against the labels or anything like that, but if I know that I'm going to spend $10 and that artist is going to get most of that because of their creativity, um, that's something that I personally going to go, I'd rather do that than to you know, pay for a streaming service, not going to mention any names, but, and they get, you know, two tenths of a penny or whatever they happen to pay out on, on some of the artists. So it's like you support those, you know, especially those local bands, because, you know, they're, they're lugging all that equipment in their van, they're yep. working day jobs, they're doing all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they have dreams and uh, to be able to be a part of it and go, Oh, wow. You know, I'm, I'm going to invest because it's really an investment in a way uh, in them. And then it turns out they do well, then, you know, you can either a, you know, monetize it yourself and sell it off or say, you know what, I am, I'm so glad that I put that 10 bucks into that. Now it's worth whatever, but I don't care. I'll never sell it because I still love that band and they, they know me on a first name basis. And that's something special about that. So Anthony, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work? So bullsandapes.com um, is, the, is the website. Um, it's pretty in-depth. We've got a story behind our characters. You'll see um, our characters, but most importantly, the education's there. So the NFT 101 course, the NFT security course. Um, so if you're curious about, about NFTs, we, we, we just ask you to be educated, uh, do, it, do it safely. Um, it's a fun, very, very fun, exciting um, industry. The digital collectibles bring me back to being a kid and um, um, it brings a lot of our community back to being a kid too. So there's a lot of fun with it, but you got to be smart, be educated first. There you go. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Anthony, again, thank you so much for educating our audience on this. And I uh, highly encourage people to check out your website and get educated a little bit more because this is the future, ladies and gentlemen, and it's, it's really important for you to be educated. So Anthony, thanks again for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.